Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to your evening. Nuan has now 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour? You can always find it on the podcast. All you got to do is just type in Nuanez, N-U-A-N-E-Z, and you'll find it. The channel is kind of bi-populating right now. The two-tone Nuanez still exists. Nuanez now still exists as well. N-U-A-N-E-Z. Please subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. Or you can go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the podcast tab. Podcast 
proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you got anybody coming through town, send them to the Wingate. It's a great spot for families, for business travelers. Or if you need a little staycation, go check it out as well. If you got kids, they have a great water park out there. It's all COVID safe, so you can take the family for a little getaway. If you want to listen to us live, go 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to get into the show, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Or you can send us a text as well. We're about to get into some stuff here because uh, there's a lot of different elements and factors to Jeff Choate and his departure as the head coach at Montana State. And so if you have any feedback for us, any questions, please shoot us a text, give us a call, whichever you prefer. Ty, this news broke uh, two Fridays ago. Right as I was about to get off the air here, and it was kind of a whirlwind. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And all of a sudden, Jeff Choate, who had been a finalist for Boise State for the head coaching job there, was on his way not to Boise State, but to Austin, Texas, to join Steve Sarkeesian's staff at the University of Texas as the co-defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach. I have a whole bunch of questions for you, but you're a guy that worked for Jeff Choate for three seasons at Montana State, and you've been around Big Sky Conference football uh, for the better part of the 21st century, your reaction when you first heard that Choate was on the way out? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, it's, there's a lot of different ways you can answer that. I was surprised only because the you know the Boise State deal was you know that, that was going to go was to fresh. Andy, yeah, it was going to go to yep. Andy Avalos. Avalos. Yep. And so I felt like okay, he he. The fact that his name was in the mix—that's what a compliment that, that his name was in the mix for that job. You're looking for sure. at probably the best or one of the best group of five football jobs in the country. No question. And, and probably and probably one of the top five jobs in the Western United States at this moment in time, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, other in terms of program stability, it's probably behind oh. right now Oregon, Washington, Utah, it, and that's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, they've built themselves into a fantastic program, and each coach has put their own spin on Obviously, you know, Chris Peterson kind of took it to that whole new level sure. of, of just craziness. So the fact that his name was in the mix on that, I mean, it's probably a compliment to Chris Peterson, who, you know, Coach Choate had worked for. No question. Um, but a, compl- a compliment to, to uh, Coach Choate. And, and um, so him not getting that job and then it, that, you know, I just can't imagine being on the coaching staff and, and uh, okay, we're good. Co- right, Co- coach. Because because even if coach gets that job, probably not every guy gets to go. No, right, right. And so if you're on the coaching staff, you're going, okay, we, we're good for a little bit longer. We're here in Bozeman, and and then the new news, you're sitting there going, oh boy, um, okay. I mean, I I get it because I just I kind of see the way NFL ball, college ball, it's kind of the same. Who who's getting these jobs? Hot coordinators, yep. co- co- assistant coaches from big time programs, right? And, you know, so I don't, I don't know if I, I, I was surprised, but also not, if that makes sense. It I, does. I, you know, I listened to your show and you, you used a term last week uh, describing Coach Chode in, in your interactions with him, what you saw over the last four and a half years, five years. And you used the term restless. Yep. And, um, you know, if you just look at, if you just look at um, his resume, you know, I mean, I think his longest his longest stint was Boise, but he, he even switched positions at Boise. Sure, running back, linebacker. Yep, six years at Boise, three on the offensive side, three on the defensive side. Yep. Um, but then, but then after that, you just go, okay, whoa, Washington State for a year, one right, one year. Yep. Mike Leach's first year. Yep. Then he goes to UTEP. 
He's for there for half a year. He's there for spring ball. Spring ball. Then he goes to Florida. Yep. Then he leaves Florida and comes to Washington. Washington for three seasons? Is it, uh, two th- seasons. Two seasons. Two. Yep. Gets, gets the head coaching job. And, you know, it's it, it, what, what I thought because of things that he had said, like I, I think I distinctly remember him saying, I, I had made all those moves to get this position, to become a head coach. His wife is from Dillon, Montana. Right. He's from St. Mary's, Idaho. They're at home, I guess, is what I would, right. would say. Or they wanted to make a home in Bozeman, Montana. And, and so I just, for me, honestly, I just feel for those the, the, those coaches. And it's not just 10 families. I mean, it, he's got support staff. He's, you know, there's a lot of different roles that there's a lot of uncertainty in their worlds right now. And I feel for those guys. I feel for the, you know, the 100 players that, you know, that um, came to Montana State. And I mean, trust me, I'm an old coach. I'm an old football player. I, I was lucky to be pretty heavily recruited. And, you know, I, I remember, I don't remember which coach it was, um, but, but he, and I think multiple coaches said this, don't choose a program because of the coach. Right. You choose a program because of the guys that you meet and, and think you think you can gel with and be a part of uh, hopefully a great tradition sure. or a great uh, academic institution that jives with what you think you want to do, even though most kids change it anyway, and what you think you want to do and, and end up doing. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I worry because I, I, you know, there's guys that, um, that I have uh, a lot of respect for on that staff that, you know, ho- hopefully we'll be unemployed, but there's a lot of uncertainty right now, you know, and I, I just, it, it's an interesting, definitely interesting for sure, because I thought that he was going to use this job and hopefully build it in a way to, to get another head coaching job in which he could bring a good chunk of his staff. Right. And he he left on his own and there's, there's dudes kind of hanging out there with, with, you know, they don't know what the heck's going to happen here in the next, whenever, in a week, two weeks, however long it takes. Nuan is now 1290 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Ty Gergerak in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, and two points there, Ty. One, I, I do think that um, both Montana schools have uh, the unusual fortune of having a great deal many players on their rosters that do go to play there no matter what. They might really like the coach. They might be really happy about the head coach that's there. But there's a lot of kids at both programs that they wanted to be Grizzlies and they wanted to be Bobcats yes. no matter what. Yes. I, mean, I remember Josh Sandry told, telling me that. He said, you know, when I first committed to Montana, I didn't care. I wanted, I've been a Grizz fan my whole life. I want to be a Grizz. Yep. And I was going to ride it out. And then when Bobby Howe came back, I was so happy because I got to play for Coach Howe and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I think that there's a lot of kids on Montana State that are committed to the program. And so you wonder, I mean, you worked for Coach Choate. One of the things he sold to the players big time was it's about the name on the front. It's a player's program. It's not about the coaches. It's about the players. And I think there's a lot of guys that are bought into that. So that's a good thing. But from the actual staff search, and that's what I've been dedicating all my time to, SkylineSportsMT.com. You can go check out my list of all the candidates. I've had it as private content for a while now, basically because everybody's been poaching my info, everybody in the industry. This is not me going at you, but it is. Uh, do your own work. But regardless, the uh, I might make the list free here in a minute. And uh, if you if it is, come on, come on, come one, come all. But from an actual coaching search standpoint, Ty, I've never covered. I've covered a lot of coaching searches in the state of Montana for a lot of different sports at the two schools. I've never covered a search like this because of this exact factor. It's either been when guys did not have their contracts renewed and or were f- straight up fired. 
Okay, so now you have a staff that was at least at least somewhat complicit in in the dismissal, or you have a coach that's moving on to a job in the FBS. Where like when you guys were at Montana, Bobby Houck gets the job at UNLV. A lot of the guys from the staff have an opportunity to go with him. Now you have this staff of assistant coaches, two of whom have never coached a game at Montana State because right. they were hired coming out of 2019. Well, half the staff is in their first or second year. That's right? exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, it's just BJ, Coach Armstrong. BJ Robertson, Brian Armstrong. And, and Byron Hout. And Byron Hout are the three guys that have been there for the duration of Jeff Choate. Right. But regardless, there's two guys, Justin Udy and, and Jimmy Beal, that weren't on the staff right. that went to the semifinals. But there's a bunch of guys that were. And that's where this is such a, a precarious situation because – it would just be a really, it's a really tough spot to be in as an institution, as an athletic department, and as a football program to have guys on your staff that contributed to the greatest run, at least on paper, in your school's uh, modern history since 1984. And now those guys, there's a potential that they're kind of out. That I mean, yeah. it, it would be a really tough deal for guys that, especially guys like Bobby Daly, where this is his alma mater, and he worked and grinded coaching at Bozeman High School, being an ops guy at Idaho. I mean, Bobby's Bobby's a friend of mine, so I know the grind that he went through. But you know, to get the job at your alma mater and then have a job and do a good job and then right. be sitting here wondering, well, what's going to happen next? It just it just seems like such a, an interesting situation. I can't remember another search that's like this. It is definitely unique. I mean, unique is one of the only words I can come up with right now. It, it, it is a unique, especially. February, um, you know, the timing is, is is interesting. I mean, I remember uh, a year ago, it was February, it was like right after signing day when Mel Tucker left Colorado to go right. to Michigan State, you know, and you're just sitting there going, whoa, I mean, it, it, and you kind of thought this guy was going to get it rolling again, and it is a unique search. Um, I mean, I, again, I, I listen to your stuff. I read your stuff. I mean, it, the candidates, I mean, obviously the only ones that really know them are probably... Sure, Leon and and Wadad and, and and the seventeen uh, people on the search committee. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> play yeah, players. Yeah, going back to basketball hour. Uh, I think Trish, Trish Bifford's on the committee. <laughs> she is. Right? Um, She's, great week for her. She gets to sweep the Lady Grizz and then uh, yeah. go go back in and, and contribute to the coaching search. Yeah, I mean it, it is a unique uh, situation for everyone involved in, in, in Montana State football right now and. You know, it's. I, I, I liked it was you or Riley Cochran's comment last week about how you know coach ash did a lot of good things i mean for sure wasn't he the winningest coach at msu won 70 games uh, you know it surpassed sonny holland by almost 25 wins and then it dipped right it, he, did. it dipped and obviously he was not renewed or however you want to sure. you want to you want to word it and one of you guys said uh coach choate kind of brought football back to being kind of equal to what's happening at the school the, right now. The institutional momentum, which is almost unparalleled in the Northwest United States. Right. right I mean, the MSU, I mean, Wadid Cruzado is, is one heck of a, a woman. I mean, she... Oh, buddy. And... and we, she, we will remember her in such... Like 20 years from now, when we're sitting around yeah. BS. What she's done what she's what done she did, for the community. I mean, yeah. she fundamentally changed school. the entire state of Montana. Right. So, you know, one of you guys made the comment, like, they, they had to get back to the level of which the school... Uh, is at, and frankly, the town, if you want the truth. I mean, any, anyone who's been in Bozeman recently, you're like, oh my gosh, this place is busting at the seams. I mean, it is kind of like an it spot 
in the West right now and, and a desirable spot. I mean, I, I have neighbors from Seattle and the Bay and California and they're buying houses sight unseen, <laughs> sight unseen. to be in Bozeman, Montana. Yep. And that's what's going on there. And so he definitely, you know, in terms of the word culture is used so much. The, sure. Know, the culture probably, de- I don't know if it, it needed an overhaul, but it definitely needed an adjustment from, sure. from those last couple few years. Um, well, I, I want to I stick on that for a second sure. because I do think that culture first of all, is important within sports organizations of any sort, but also has become a buzzword that's maybe overused yeah. within the business. Yep. And a lot of times when coaches are trying to sell their vision, sell their um, their own selves, all those things, they use the words like culture. To me, and I used to talk with Jason McIndoe about this, Jason, Jason McIndoe, longtime offensive line coach from Montana State, he said that the two most, uh, the, the two things you have to avoid as a program more than anything are complacency and entitlement. You have to stay hungry. I think that was one of the most impressive parts about Bobby Houck's run the first time at Montana. He takes over a team that had played for a national championship game and won a national championship right before he took over, and he continued to elevate the level of play by keeping the players, the coaches, and everybody involved in the organization hungry at all times, right? So uh, that's where Montana State, as someone that was in on the ground floor, Rob Ash had a lot of strengths. He had a lot of weaknesses, uh, but he he gave us more access than any coach I've ever been around, and so being in on the ground floor and seeing it the way that we saw it, I can absolutely tell you that complacency and entitlement infiltrated that program, and it ate it alive quickly. Yeah. They went from three straight Big Sky titles to then 2013, which was supposed to be a banner year that then was riddled by injuries, but that's something that you can't really control. When Daenerys McGee, Cody Kirk, yeah. Tanner Bluskin, and Brad Daly, four All-Americans, all get hurt, it's going to be tough sledding for you. But then 2014, they get back on track. They're running Tim Cramsey's offense. They're lighting up the scoreboard. But then the complacency definitely crept in, and it all fell apart. And it fell apart in a big way in 2015. Well, the defense really started to struggle. I mean, big time. They, they, you know, they, they'd be in 52 to 50 games. Like, right. Like you, you'd sit and as as an opponent, you're sitting there watching these games. You're like, oh my gosh, what what was the over under on this thing? Because there's going to be a hundred and some points scored in this game. No question. And you know, and and then so so they. You know, and, I, and I liked Coach Ash. I mean, he was always nice to me. I mean, we, we always had a good relationship with those guys. And, and uh, you, you know, so then they bring in a defensive-minded coach sure. to kind of to kind of change that culture. And yep. I mean, I'm just I'm using, I'm a defensive guy. So sure. I mean, I, I mean, I was part of it. I mean, I sure. was I was I was there for it, um, and really put an emphasis on. Uh, playing good D again to 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 try to build for a championship run like this year, yep. and it was a process. I'll be honest, but you know the term restless. You know you use the term restless. We had five offensive play callers hired in four years, four and a half years at Montana State. At yes. Montana State, you know we've Montana State had six guys play quarterback in, yep. in his in his run there. In Jeff Schott's run there. Yep. So you, you know you just you sit there and you go. And, and we're talking about a team that at one point was was one of the highest scoring offenses, the the, the highest led the offense. country in scoring offense yeah, in I mean, 2015. I mean, trust me, it's been it's been it was fun to be a defensive guy in this league because it, whether it was Eastern Gosh. or MSU, I mean, you had some of the most prolific offenses in the league always. You always, know, and and, and, um, and it was challenging. It was good. I mean, it was it was fun to try to prepare for, but. Hey man, it's an interesting. It's an interesting move. They're, they're, like everything is unique. The timing, the fact that he's going solo, the fact that you've got a group of guys that that were brought there. Yeah. And eight of eight, eight of ten helped make it to a final four run. Right. Um, you know, and again, I'm I'm seeing the names. I mean, there's some good candidates. Yep. Uh, really, really good candidates. Uh, uh, 
you know, Leon is a smart dude. I mean, he's there, there's some really good people in place over there. Their quarterback club is, I mean, they, they they've got a good quarterback club that, that cares. I mean, both both schools do obviously, but I mean, they're 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 going to make a good hire, whoever it is. Nuana's now Tiger Grant joining me, Coulter Nuana's one two ninety ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana Television. You talked about the instability offensively that that uh, was was definitely a a. Uh, it was on the other side of what was a resurgence defensively. Montana State, for the duration of the Big Sky era, basically, was a, a program that hung their hats on their defense. And so much of that comes from the Butte roots, whether you're talking about Jim Sweeney, or Sonny Holland, Sonny Lubick. You know, there was certainly some teams that could score, but even when during the Cliff Heisel days, there was, I mean, so many different head coaches. But they they, they had even defense. in the Ash days, they played good D. They had actually phenomenal really defense D. in the first, the first part right. of the decade, for sure. But... Two-part question. What was the biggest factor when you guys first took that thing over in rebuilding the defense? But then also, one of Choate's famous lines is you get what you emphasize, and it seems like there was such an emphasis put on the defense that maybe then there was some shortcomings offensively as well. Yeah, it, it was... Um I mean, it was a challenge. Just to, you know, just trying to. They, they had so many linebackers at the time, you know. So so you know, and he brought me from here where we run ran basically a, a four three base. Sure. And uh, you know, we got there and instituted a three four base. So you know, p- part of that was interesting to me too because we only ran three four stuff in like our odd packages and you know d- different packages. Sure. It, was, it wasn't our base defense, and so there there was a lot of uh, learning, you know. And and uh, he hired Jared Alexander to be our secondary coach. Gerald leaves after a year, you know. So, um, but again, I think. I think Coach Choate, uh, who's who's a defensive mind. Listen, I've said this on your show. Both these guys love football. They are football coaches. Bobby they could probably Choate coach. Uh, I mean, they could probably coach any number of positions, right? Sure. And um, you know, they're, they're you know, J- Jeff brought uh, this this mindset, and he'd just come from Washington, where Washington had come off, or they were building to. They, they made the Final Four, I think, the year after he left, um, or the Final Four, you know, the playoff. Sure. Um, sure. And and we you know we we started playing pretty darn good defense. I mean you can cherry pick stats uh, all you want, but I think I think we at least brought a level of consistency back to the defense. And then uh, you know unfortunately the offense wasn't always consistent. But but again, you know it was Courtney Messingham, Brian Armstrong, Bob Cole, right, Matt Miller, yep, right. I mean and then and then Justin Newt, Justin Newt, Newt, who hasn't coached in his first game yet, right. You know and so. It's it's kind of like going back to the basketball hour though. Like consistency in coaching is a real thing, for sure. You know, Tr- Trish Binford is. Uh, look at the success she's having right now. Yep, it's one of the last six. Yep. Look at her first four years at Montana State. That was a struggle for sure. You know, but but they believed in her. Yep. The, the administration, whoever whoever has the say in hiring these people, believed in them and has given them a shot. Like you and I have talked about Iowa, they're always good. <laughs> They are. Are they a national championship team probably ever? Not right now with Alabama and nope. Clemson. But they're always good. They're going to be playing in the Holiday Bowl at the worst. At the worst. They, yep. they, but they've got consistency at their head coaching position, yep. consistency in the staff. And I just think, I don't know, like, like I'm sad for you know all the people that I was close to over there because any way you cut it, you kind of have to like push reset right now. Yep. And, and, and there's, so much, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of good things right there. I mean, that facility is going to be gorgeous and, yep. need, and needed. But... Whoever they hire, I mean, unless they hired from within, it's going to be, there's going to be a whole new level of new. And, you know, I don't, I don't uh, it'll, it'll either go one way or the other, right? They'll either make that next step, 
which would be hard because it'd be a national championship appearance, yep. Yep. or they're or they're going to take some steps back. You know, so we'll see. I mean, like like I said, I just it is what it is. It is it is what it is, man. The consistency part is so uh, paramount as well. You know, I've I've always told people you can look at. The statistical accomplishments and awards of Daenerys McGee's career during his time at Montana State, and to be sure, he's one of the great quarterbacks the league has seen. He was two-time Offensive Player of the Year, one of 14 quarterbacks in the history of college football to throw for 10,000, run for 1,000. He's the all-time leader in yards, touchdowns, everything in Montana State. Yep. The number one factor that made Daenerys McGee so amazing is that he played for four offensive coordinators in four years and battled injuries the entire time he was playing. Yep. Th- that's that's an astounding thing that he was able to produce at that level and win Offensive player of the year in two different offenses, and then be an yeah. all-American in an offense, uh, a third offense as well. Right. We got more, more, much more to talk about when it comes to Montana State, the head coaching opening, what it means for Montana State, what it means for the state of Montana, what it means for the Big Sky Conference, and even more after that. It is Nuanez now, one hundred two nine ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Welcome back. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide, SWX Montana Television. You want to find us online? 1029ESPN.com. You can also find us on all the social medias on Twitter at 1029ESPN or at Skyline Sports MT. You can also hit up SkylineSportsMT.com. Ty Gregory, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, breaking down the opening at Montana State. The head coaching job at Montana State has been open for about 10 days now. My sources are telling me we're going to see a hire uh, by a mid to late week, so we'll see. But uh, it's been a fascinating saga to cover. There's been a lot of names in the mix. It's a totally different job than it's ever been before because you're taking over a team where nobody got fired. A guy just left, and you got a staff that's intact. Who knows what's going to happen with that whole group of guys? But either way, it's a program that is flush with talent. They won 11 games a year ago. I guess it'll be two years ago at this point, but 2019 season. So I I got some more questions for you on this, Ty, because I know that you were in this program for three years. And so because we talked about culture, because Choate hammered home culture, 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 because he wanted this to be this this team that would run through a brick wall for each other, run through a brick wall for the coaches. It, it seems to be that a lot of the team was based on the attitude and personality, maybe a lot more than the schematics of it all, right? The style. It's way, way more based on playing this physical brand of football and then just trying to pound people. So then when you're talking about hiring a new coach, how important is it to f- find somebody that has a similar message, or is that important at all? No, I think I think it's a it's a really good question, and I think it would probably benefit MSU right now. I and mean, right now, where the program's at, it would. I mean, it, it, to, in my mind, if you got a guy that had some head coaching experience, yep. that's been there and done it, been through been through the highs and lows of being a head football coach, you know, because in, like you and I've talked, Coach Hauk was 
in my mind, and I've worked with him for a long time, he was way different of a head ball coach our last four years here yep. than, our, than his first three. Right. I'm assuming, I, I, didn't, I didn't work with the staff at, at, in Bozeman, I'm assuming that Jeff might have been a little bit different. Just, you know, you, you, there's got to be a learning curve. I mean, again, no I'm question. Ta- talking to a guy who, who never did it, but I'm assuming there's, you, you know, your mind's probably all, always going about wanting to do this, this, and this. And you gotta, I got to get this done. I got to go see this quarterback club member. And I got, you know, I, I think there's probably a heck of a learning curve. So in my mind, someone with Jeff's personality would probably be good, just especially because of how good of a head coach and staff they have in place on this side of the state. Sure. And you've got this polarizing fig- figure in, in Bobby Hawkins, won more games than anyone in the history. You know, that, that's a lot. And, a lot. And, and you've got some legit momentum right now with everything going on in Bozeman and four wins in a row. Yep. That, you know, it, the last thing any, anyone on that side of the state wants to see is that that slip. I mean, eventually that, that mini streak will be broken when whatever year... Um, but man, it, it's 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 a it's going to be an interesting hire just because. And I mentioned to you, even though I mean it was a butt kicking over in Bozeman this year, I still feel like maybe a little bit of momentum is shifting just just because of Coach Hauk and his staff and what they're trying to do, and 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 and, and maybe that's just my opinion. I'm, I I might be wrong, but I do believe. I mean, just just in watching what they've done over here in Missoula in a brief amount of time. I think they're only going to get better, and I think Montana State has the ability to only get better too. They're going to have to. They're going to have to be really, really smart and calculated about who they hire to keep that going. In my mind, what do you, what do you think are the most intriguing parts about this job at Montana State? Well, Bo, like I said, Boston's become an it town in, in the western no part, part of the country. I mean, it is all, a, all all the kids that are getting recruited there, their families, they can just Google yeah. best places to live, and Bozeman, Montana is going to be on the list. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it it, it is. Both both towns are great towns. I mean, I loved my experience in, in Missoula, Montana. Missoula is a great town. Bozeman is just growing. I mean, the infrastructure of Bozeman is insane. I mean, it's crazy it's what's insane. going on over there. And, you know, you're seeing these, like, boutique-style hotels going in and the, these new restaurants coming in during a pandemic, you know? Yeah. I, go, I, I took Jacks up to Big Sky on, on Sunday, and you just sit and you look at some of these houses and the stuff going on. There's so much money coming into that side of the state right now and it's a it's a it's a nice place to live you know like uh, like i said it'd be a nice place for a guy to come raise his family if that's important to you and 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 having a little bit of longevity hopefully with some success that you can stay in that spot because it's it's a good place to live the school is a good school you can recruit a little bit different kind of student athlete there because, sure. because academics are, are, are a big thing over there. I'm not saying they're not here. I'm just, it's it's a, it's a very good institution. And, and and it filters out the recruiting a little bit too, right? Because yeah. because you have one of the premier engineering mm-hmm. schools in the country, but also you could make the argument that Montana State is the premier engineering school that has a good football program, at least in the West. Yeah. Very few schools that have such a high priority on engineering. Yeah also have winning football. So now you can go into out-of-state places and say, hey, son, you got a 32 on your ACTs, and I know you're interested in mechanical engineering. Let's pair this. That's kind of like recruiting at Stanford, right? Right. It's a little easier to recruit at Stanford only because it's so hard to recruit at Stanford. Totally. Right, because you can only recruit guys that can get into Stanford. Right. It's no, very similar to Montana State. No, it, it's absolutely true, and and, and I, I do believe in the arms race that is facilities of, of college football. That new facility has got to be appealing to the next guy, you know, because they have their own thing now. You're not... You know, you, you know I, I mean literally I could I could talk through the I could talk through the wall 
for sure. to, to Jeff Choate for three years. Right? I mean, <laughs> all right. it, it, I'm just telling you. For sure. You all, you all work on top of each other. The meeting space was was not good. It was not good. It's just, you know, you know, it's not good. And so for them to have their own facility, just the way these guys put the Champions Center over here, yeah. that, that, that's got to be attractive to, to the next guy. If anything, just to say, you know what, this place is making a commitment to football. We want to we want to keep this thing going by, by looking at it. What were they put in? 15, 16, $17 million facility. Yep, yep. So... Let's talk about the effects on the rest of the, the world at large here because I think that we know this affects Montana State in a variety of ways. It's going to be a crucial hire to try to get somebody in place that can continue the momentum and accompany the institutional momentum that they have. But the the war in the state is omnipresent and never-ending. And I think that Montana, I agree with you, I think that Montana has gotten a little bit of a foothold in terms of gaining some of the momentum back. I think part of that was you had a guy at Montana preceding Bobby Houck and Bob Stitt that just really didn't grasp the magnitude of two, twofold. The passion for football in the state of Montana by every almost everyone that lives here, but more importantly, the complete and utter expectation of excellence that exists at Montana. I mean, it, it, the University of Montana has among the highest expectation level of any fan base and institution in the United States of America, period. I don't think that Bob Stitt understood that, and I think that Bobby Houck not only understands that, but he completely embraces that, and that is one of the keys to trying to get the momentum back when you're talking about the Montana versus Montana State rivalry. I also think that now Montana has a, a chance to weaponize is the wrong word, but use this in recruiting. I think that Bobby Houck has, I mean, he has talked about it on this show. He didn't say names, but he has talked about it on the show that he had opportunities. The phone, the phone has rang since Bobby Houck has been back at Montana, and he did not take the job. And so I think he has, an, I think that the staff has an opportunity to use that in recruiting as well. So you just wonder. It seems like Montana State needs to make a hire to then start putting a plan together to continue to keep the momentum that they already have. Well, you, you, you've known Bobby a long time now. I've known I him have. since I was 16 years old, yep. okay, when he first started recruiting me at, when he was an assistant coach at Colorado. I mean, you tell me, why do you think that he turned X university down that we won't name? I mean, you, you tell me, why, why do you I, I think, think that, he's I here think, still? I think that there's three reasons. I think that Bobby Hawk thinks he has unfinished business. I think that it means more to him to try to win a national championship at his alma mater than any other goal he has in his coaching life. And I don't just think that. He's told us that. He's told sure. us that on the on this show. I think that it means more to him for his coaching life and his coaching legacy to bring a championship back to the University of Montana than anything. I also think that it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to coach your son. Absolutely. And I, his son is a all-Big Sky caliber player right now at Montana. And I think that he loves... He I think he truly loves the state of Montana. I think when he was gone, I think that... Um, I think I mean he t- he said that on the show too. He said I miss it every day. I I was cu- every time it was fishing time. I'd call my buddies so I knew we were fishing so I could get jealous and you know what they were catching because I just wanted to be there so bad. So I just think that he has a love for this place, a passion for this place, a dedication to this place, and uh, the dedication of a father wanting to coach his son. I, I can't agree more. And so listen, having worked for the guy, he doesn't negative recruit. Okay, he's not he, he's not going to talk negatively about the rival. He's, he's probably not, sell. Even, he's probably not no. going to really even talk about it. He's going to sell that what they have here. And everything you just named, that's not negative recruiting. That's just facts. Right. It's just, that's just facts. I have unfinished business here. I've been to three national championships and lost all three. That doesn't sit well with me, right? Mm-hmm. I want to win more Big Sky championships the way we used to do quite regularly mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. 
and I love my family more than anything. And my, co- my, my son, I'm getting the opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, to coach my son. But that's not negative recruiting. Those are just facts. And, you know, whether you say that to a, a mom and a grandpa sitting across the table, that's not, that's not talking poorly about the Bobcats. That's just saying, this is what I believe in. Obviously, obviously you know, the other, the other guy wanted to do something different that he thought could, you know, elevate his career. He doesn't have to say it. We're just, we're just talking fast. And listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm a striker guy now, man. I'm just, you know, you and I just talking. I mean, <laughs> we're just, we're just sitting here talking. I, hey, both have a lot of good things, man. Both, both schools have a lot of great, great qualities. The, the, the job Jeff did made the rivalry even more fun. No Tru- question. Truly. You know, no question. Because he brought, he brought it back up to now. Yeah. Here we are. The, the, honestly, the, the best thing that ever happened to the University of Montana, but the worst thing that ever happened in the rivalry was the pure and utter domination by the Grizzlies between 1985 and 2002 right. because it turned the rivalry completely ugly. It made it uneven. All of a sudden, now you, you have big brother, little brother. But now that this, this era has now come to a close with Jeff Choate moving on to yeah. Texas, now we have the fiercest rivalry in all all of the FCS, to be sure, one of the fiercest rivalries in college football, but it's backed up not just with passion, it's backed up with results. Since 2002, it's 9-9. to Over the last decade, the Bobcats 6, the Grizzlies 4. Right now, the Bobcats on a four-game winning streak. Now, the semblance of, of balance in the rivalry is back to where it was in the late 1970s. It hasn't been like that. Right. And, and, and it's a good thing, though. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It is the greatest thing because now the, the, the best spot the Big Sky Conference can be in is if Montana and Montana State play each other, both ranked in the top eight in the country, and a playoff bid and maybe even a Big Sky title is on the line each and every year. We're going to get into that. we got to get out. 1290 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. We're going to put a bow on this and talk about what Jeff Choate leaving Montana State means for the rest of the Big Sky Conference. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuana's now sent you. 
Ty, I want to ask you a couple more questions on this uh, opening at Montana State. First of all, what sort of ramifications do you think this has around the Big Sky Conference? Well, I I love uh, the coaches in the conference right now. There's a lot of good football coaches. There's a lot of really good football you coaches. Know, and, and, they just, and they just lost one. They lost a good football coach. Yep. Um, again, in my mind, until something changed. Now, again, we've got this mini season potentially in the spring sure but i still think all roads run through ogden utah yep. bozeman montana yep. missoula montana yep. and potentially with health and, and and some good things cheney washington that's mm-hmm. just i don't i don't see i, I know i know uc davis and, and coach hawk and i just the, the, when i think football in the conference that's what i think yep. okay and i and i think you know i mean bo baldwin's at cal poly i mean bo, bo baldwin you know, he he left Eastern. I get why he left, right? For the, probably the same reasons, in part, why Coach Choate left sure. to get that next opportunity. Yep. I need to do this. Yep. If I really want to do this before before my career is over. Yep. Uh, and Baldwin also uh, maybe didn't leave as much unfinished business because he left. He won a national championship. He, well, he won a national championship, but he also left on the heels of the greatest team in the history of that school. Which it, and you've know, you know this has firsthand having coached Grizz teams that were excellent that didn't win the very yep. last game. To me. One of the top five teams in my lifetime of covering the Big Sky Conference, and probably one of the top three teams, and probably the best non-Montana team that I've covered is the 2016 Eastern Washington Eagles. I mean, you had Gage Goober, Cooper Cup, oh. Kendrick Bourne, Shaq Hill, Samson Ebicott. I mean, I just named four guys that are starting in the NFL. Oh, I know. <laughs> so like, again, I got to see him up close oh, and personal. Probably, but but Eastern. You so Bo, Bo 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 left because I think he knew that you weren't going to ever be any better than that. Yeah. No. No. And it's and it's and impossible right. to be better than you're that. Right. Honestly. And, and I left Sacks. St- I mean, shame on me. One of the one of the one of the defending champs. I didn't sure. even, even talk. And, and that coach is an excellent ball oh, coach. Troy Taylor's great. He's a he's a good ball coach. And Andy Thompson's one of the best, if not the best, defensive coordinator in the league. And. You know, it, the league is good, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I told I told you I got into it with my grandpa because you know he, he was. I'm like, hold on now. There's there's four or five teams in the top ten. You know, uh, you can't tell me that's not a good league, right? Uh, you know, so w- what ramifications does it have? Hey, like I said, they're going to hire a good ball coach. I, I, I don't know who that is, but um, having been through it a couple times now on both sides. Hope he understands what he's getting himself into. Isn't that the truth? You just wonder if there's an opportunity for maybe some uh, a dark horse to slip in. I thought that Portland State coming into this year had a chance to have a breakthrough because Bruce Barnum had a phenomenal year, his first year, with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of recruits that he helped bring in because he was the offensive coordinator, but also the cupboard was stacked when he took over that job. They just needed a new voice. And he gave them that new voice, and they wrote it all the way to the playoffs, and they won yep. two FBS games. But then the reason Portland State's been so down, a multitude of reasons, their, li- their program, they're trying to get it off life support. But more importantly, 
Barney completely redid their recruiting. He said, we're not going to do this 20 transfers a year thing. We're going to start recruiting high school guys. Well, now they're finally to the point where they have some of those high school guys developed. They have a four-year starter at quarterback. They brought in some pretty (laughs) – speaking of going away from transfers, they actually brought in a couple of the best transfers in the league at receiver. So you just wonder if there's an opportunity for another team to slip in because right now the big sky's in a spot that's better than it's ever been in terms of four teams getting seeded in the playoffs – like they did in 2019. I mean, Coach Cho probably could, could have been considered a dark horse too at the time, right? Sure. I'm assuming they had a lot of. I mean, jobs like these open up now. There's some like dude dudes that have won some no games question. and been around the block now that want these jobs to, to you know to either continue to further their further their career or close out their career. Yep. And um, y- you know, it's like I said, they're they're going to hire a good ball coach just because I think there's enough coaches out there that go. Oh, you're building a new facility. Oh, you're coming off an 11 uh, uh, win semifinal run. Oh, you've got a lot of your roster still intact. Oh, you've got Troy Anderson in place. It's a nice thing to have. And you also have a badass president. You also have yeah. great institutional momentum. No, no, no doubt. There's you a have, lot of good things. I mean, you have great mess hall. I mean, mess hall is the old school way to say. You have great dining facilities, yep. dorms, yep. the town, all of it. And you've got a natural rival. I mean, like, like yes. I, I, mean, I, just, I just said, you know, I hope you know what you're getting yourself into just in this state alone. I mean, it's this. there's nothing short of passion involved. But, you know, it's it's in, in my mind, you asked me, I, I mean, to me, it would be someone maybe with a little head coaching experience yep. or someone that truly understands a, a true rival like this because it, it it's just different it is just different and, it, and if and if it's someone that just has never been in one i mean a lot of programs don't have a true natural rival right we do that's what's so cool about these two places you know it's it, 16 year streak little brother four year streak right and now and now they, they they not only have caught up i mean like i said bozeman school president town Institution pro- program. I mean, yeah, it's, there's a lot of great things going. So, you know, that that guy's got to understand and, and understand the rivalry is a real thing, and you got to win those games. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com if you want to see some of the candidates. I'll give you a couple teases here. Some of this has become public because we've reported it, but this is first reported by Parker Gabriel, Lincoln, Lincoln Journal star over in Nebraska. But I was helping him with the scoop. Parker and I used to work together for a long time. Matt Lubick out of the Montana State head coaching search. He was in the mix. He's removed his name. He's staying at Nebraska. A couple other names I can give you that are in the mix. Brett Vegan, who's the offensive coordinator at Wyoming, confirmed Jason McIndoo, offensive line coach for Montana State for 13 years and now at Oklahoma State. If you want to see some of the more of the names, go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll have more for you later on throughout the week. Ty, it's a pleasure, my man. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That was fun. You're welcome back anytime. If you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. Just go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the podcast tab. Riley Corcoran, back in the seat. Hopefully he's not too tired. I'll tell you this, the hardest play-by-play in the world, volleyball. That's what he's doing tonight. Good luck to him, but Voice of the Grizz will be back with me tomorrow. Talk all things basketball and sports. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.